Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 37. My name is Brosnan. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And this week we watched the 1988 cyberpunk thriller, Akira. So, Charles, tell us about Akira. <laughs> uh, so, Akira is set in 2019 Neo-Tokyo, which is rebuilt after a nuclear strike in World War III. It starts off focusing on a future biker gang, and one of them, while they're fighting a rival biker gang, runs into a sidekick kid... I guess gains some of these psychic powers they like rubbed off on him or something or awoken some sort of innate psychic power that he had all along or something. So the government notices and takes him in for some good old-fashioned human experimentation. His powers start developing quickly and he has some visions and like wants to break out to do some stuff because his <laughs> visions made him want to do it. <laughs> the story is very confusing. And uh, he starts to lose control of his powers, and his friend from the biker gang is trying to save him. Um, but he, like, kind of, like, wiles out and gets all Cronenberged. What was the deal at the end? He, like, ends up... You tell trans- us. He ends up, like, fusing with the other psychic beings and creating a new alternate universe for themselves. A giant explosion happens in Neo-Tokyo again yeah and then the movie ends yeah yeah uh yeah this movie's weird as shit yeah, <laughs> like yeah. super hard to understand <laughs> <laughs> like that was a pretty accurate <laughs> summary yeah and like akira is like some being that they had dissected to try to figure out why it had psychic powers or something and it was they thought it was the next step in human evolution and so that's what the movie's named after yep yep something like that uh, so yeah, this this was a collective pick because uh, we could see it live. Because we, we saw it live, right? So we, we saw this. Album, I think this is the first time since our first episode when we all watched the movie at the same time together. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn, on the support, big screen. Support your local theaters. Support your local theaters. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a sold out show. <laughs> Everybody wanted to watch Akira. Yeah, and just like yeah. a random Sunday. Yeah, Sunday at noon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, holiday yeah. weekend. On a holiday weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. as far as I'm aware, it's an extremely popular movie. I see references to it almost every day. Yeah, this everywhere. is a. It, it's probably not the post, most popular anime, but it's probably the most popular anime movie, mm-hmm. I think, or at least one of the most influential. Yeah. Um, there's. I don't watch a ton of anime, but. Like, even in my small sampling, there's references to this all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can see the influence on, like, weird anime <laughs> all yeah. over the place. Um, so you see this, and, like, there's a direct line from this to, like, things like Paprika and Serial Experiment Lane and Paranoia Agent and stuff like that. Ghost um, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, yes. Uh, a lot of the sci-fi uh, anime. So, yeah, this movie is uh, it's important and Still, 30 years later, weird and difficult to understand. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those. When did you first see this, uh, this movie? Probably like 
eight or nine years ago. Okay. And I started like really investing in like watching historically important animated films. This is one of them. And this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And wasn't, I'm not in anime either and wasn't at the time, but started to like dip my toes into anime. And this is a hell of a movie to. <laughs> to start on. Yeah, I well, think it was one of the first animes I saw. Well, I, I bet it's probably one of the first anime that a lot of people saw because it is famous. It is one of those ones where... It's from the 80s. It's, yeah, uh, like you're looking to get into anime, you say, oh, watch Akira. It's really famous and important. And like, if this is your starting point, like, this is going full speed. Like, you're, Yeah, I don't you, know if this is usually a first anime suggestion. It, okay, well, good, because... Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like a This is a tough one to start with, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people have seen it, as evidenced by the sold-out show at the Draft House. So, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a complex movie. What's your experience with, with anime, Charles? Um, well, I definitely watched a bunch of it growing up. Yeah. Um, like, one of my favorite things ever is Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, but that's basically the only anime I've really watched. That's a lot of it, though. There's a lot yeah, of Gundam. there's a lot of Gundam. Um, and I've watched a lot Gundam of Gundam stands in for, like, a ton of other anime that, like, follows. Yeah, yeah there's true. a variety Giant of Giant robots that punch each other. Yeah, yes. it, it, it also has <laughs> that kind of psychic kid trope that Japan seems really <clears throat> fixated on. Yeah. Uh, they have that whole like next level of human evolution in the neo types that gain the psychic powers from having been born in space. Sweet, right? And they make that kind of stuff. They seem to be really fixated on people gaining psychic powers, basically, or just people having like special powers. Like, the ch there's a lot of chosen one tropes in anime. Yeah, that too. That's mostly what anime is: is chosen <laughs> yeah. one tropes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Beyond that, I've also uh, seen a bunch of anime movies. Like, you know, I, I love Miyazaki films. Sure. Uh, I've seen most of those, not all of them, but most of them. Uh, I've seen Ghost in the Shell uh, and some Evangelion movie, but there's a few of them. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but the problem is they all get really weird on the plot, uh, just like this one. And so my memory of them is very poor because none of it really latched on because the plot was so weird. Uh, they don't really follow traditional Western tropes or things like that. Um, yeah. So they they all have this theme of incredible visuals. And then a really weird plot, so I just like kind of yeah. forget about. Them. I mean, not just weird, but complex. Weird and complex, right? Like yes. there's so many things that happen, right? right? Like David Lynch is weird, right? But like the basic beats of his story are pretty, pretty. You can like put them together. This like it's weird, and like the yeah. way all this stuff fits together, just narratively and yeah. on an event level, is. See, this, really this must be like a Japanese way of doing things. I, I'm thinking about it now, and I noticed that they do this in Final Fantasy games as well. All the plots just get like ridiculously convoluted for no reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, focusing on random like mythological details um, that are all intertwined and like can't be summarized easily, uh, and they just like overcomplicate the weird plot. Yeah, like I think Final Fantasy VIII was most guilty of that, where like yeah. the first third of that game is like a pretty straight-ahead spy story, and then it turns out that, <laughs> like, oh, these people all knew each other back when they were kids, and they have, like, magic amnesia that made them forget, and now they oh have to summon God. gods to, like, get their memories back. <laughs> like, I still don't fuck? get what the hell was going on in Final Fantasy X. That's probably my favorite Final Fantasy game. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, Titus was, like, the ghost yeah. of a dead civilization or something. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And still one of the more linear Final Fantasy yeah. experiences. Um, so it so, sounds like you... Didn't like this movie. I, it's it's hard because um, like I love the visuals of Akira so much. Like 
I can't stop thinking about how awesome mm -hmm. they were. Uh, the visuals and the soundtrack. Um, I like the first half of the plot a lot. Uh, I loved, you know, seeing the new, like, Neo-Tokyo world, the growing, um, like, unsettled uh, civilization, uh, our unsettled populace, like, revolting against the government, um, the, like, forgotten youths in the biker gang fighting each other and their interactions with each other. You know, this was a lot of, like, interesting plot that just got kind of thrown out uh, in favor of this psychic kid plot, and I was really annoyed by that. But <laughs> this movie definitely had enough that I really liked that I feel like I still enjoyed it. Uh, it's just toward the end, you know, it lost me a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of feel pretty close to Charles on this one, actually. Like, I, <clears throat> there was a lot of this movie I did not remember, <laughs> needless to say. Um, but I, what I do remember, and my memory was accurate, is that, like many anime, it has a very severe pacing problem at the end. Like, they just, like, how many yeah. times is he, like, walking towards the stadium or whatever, and it gets waylaid by a bunch of army dudes and blows them up, and then finds some more and blows them up, and then finally, like, three or four times doing that. Yeah, and it never felt there. like it was ratcheting <clears throat> up the intensity effectively. Yeah. You kind of expect movies to do it a certain way, right? Like, you know, there's a certain pacing to the editing, there's a certain way the music sounds when that's happening, and it never felt like the music was really ramping up or anything like that, so it, was just, it just felt like stuff was happening in a sequence without really gaining momentum. Yeah, like, I, I remember we, Crossman and I were chatting after the movie, and at Draft House, they, they bring food to your seat, and they bring your check 40 minutes before the movie ends. And I remember getting my check, and I'm like, man, there's still 40 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a little bit longer than it needed to be. I don't know. What did you think of it? Um, I, I thought it was great. Really? I really Just like great it. all the way through? Yeah. I like okay. It. Yeah. Super. I, it does scale kind of oddly at the end. Yeah. Like he, that was my biggest complaint. Yeah. He has like what seems like very limited powers, and then suddenly he's like he's, godlike. Yeah. Right. And but they did say it would get out of hand fast. That yeah. is true. But it, for a viewer, it's like hard to like yeah. ratchet with yeah. the film. Um, and I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it has improved for me upon thinking about it. Right, like I think as, as I've reflected on it more, I've found more stuff to hold on to. Mm -hmm. um, the experience of watching it is still a little bit harrowing, um, <laughs> <laughs> especially at the end when it just keeps going. Um, but yeah, I certainly didn't dislike it. I, I, I'm glad I watched it, and I, I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, I think Charles yeah. touched on this, but like it's a, like it, it feels <laughs> like a very lush environment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the. Society has been like well thought out. I mean, part of it's probably it's based on a, a manga. manga. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. a lot of the details were like there for them to build on, mm -hmm. right? Um, not not knowing the manga, I assume. Uh, so like having a text, I think, is helpful because you have this like universe that's like already laid out for yeah. you. Yeah. And I think fantasy films that sort of like build upon their existing universe like i think part of the reason lord of the rings works really well is because it like it uses its source material well yeah and builds on that universe um this this movie and i think in the same way yeah like the there's a lot going on and like each layer feels very thought out like there's the 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 teen characters yeah that felt really like their relationships felt really real like what they cared about seemed to like make sense in this universe like they yeah. were 
you know, they're a motorcycle gang and they fight other motorcycle gangs and they're focused on their motorcycles. Uh, <laughs> yep. um, there you go. And and then there's kind of the the there's the government layer to this where there's this like kind of evil military guy mm-hmm. and he's surrounded by these like sort of corrupt government. And then yeah. there's the like general like societal level where there's a revolt of what I assume was like a working class against the the government. And then there's like the meta narrative of like the World War Three, which feels mm-hmm. like it's referring a lot to <coughs> Japanese history in World War Two. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean the um, movie opens with a major Japanese city blowing up. Like, yeah, with an atomic like, bomb. Okay, yeah. yeah. Clearly, there's um, a lot of anxiety. And there's Japanese there's references culture. to like Japanese medical experiments during World yeah. War Two. Uh, like that's like a very heavy-handed theme yeah. within this. Um, so all of this feels very thought out, and yeah. like there's a lot of like unnecessary detail that's added on to like kind of fill out the universe or not unnecessary but like detail that like finishes off this universe in a way that makes it feel sensible like within its own world yeah it makes it feel complete yeah. makes yeah. it feel uh, lived in right like yeah one of the thing things i liked most especially in like the first half of the movie is that a lot of these like the protesting narrative and this religious cult that crops up like, a lot of that is communicated in the background, right? Like, you'll see that mm-hmm. through a news report. You'll see that, yeah. like, in a passing shot as our character is going right. through the city or something like that. And so they don't, like, need to spend so much time on, oh, this is what these people are upset about. Here's how they're expressing their their frustration, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just see it as the rest of the story is happening. Um, and that's a really effective technique. I, 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 there's other movies that do that similarly, and it happened here too. Uh, yeah, John Wick does something. Yeah, so did we've men- yeah we mentioned yeah. Atomic Blonde on another in another episode, and that movie did it as well. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I, I like that technique a lot. I think it's really effective. It makes the world feel so alive. Yep, exactly. Like there's other stuff going on here. There's other people have other concerns, and well, what our characters are doing, they're yep. part of a larger whole. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> and th- and that worked. Yeah, um, um, and then the animation, which is from the '80s, is outstanding it is it really so wide. good yeah it's yeah. probably like the best like quote-unquote hand-drawn yeah animation like period like really it's it's incredible yeah the, so, like better than well Disney the things stuff. like the little details that i noticed are like there, there's one scene where these kind of like government cronies are talking to mm-hmm. each other and the one of them like kind of leans forward, and they're on these plush couches, and like the couches are animated to like react oh. to the guy's body. <laughs> okay, it's like that level of animation is <laughs> just like, why did you draw this? Like that's insane. Like it's, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to say that something is the best, but like that it, it reacted really so realistically, <laughs> and the way, and that's just drawn. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah, like I mean, I. The, I the most overtly impressive moment is the very end, of course, when Tetsuo, who is the lead character who has the psychic powers, like transforms into the giant amoeba blob thing, and like the way that that moves, yeah. the, it gets Cronenberg, yeah, <laughs> um, and the way that, that that moves and grows and shifts, like it just looks so alive and creepy, and it is very it's, unsettling. It's almost like pul- yeah, unsettling, like it's he, pulsing. He has this like giant bio head that yep. forms out of the <clears throat> gook. Yes, and that you can see the little fingers and toes and stuff that oh, like, yeah, crop the up little, there. Oh yeah, little yeah appendages that stick <laughs> out. Oh god! So yeah, that is that can't have been easy to draw. <laughs> no, nope. 
Nope. Yeah, there's just there's so many layers to it. When they show the cityscapes yeah. at night, they have yeah. like a lot oh of layers God, to yeah. them. It's there are so shots good. like just backgrounds at windows that are really complex. And yeah. 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 Like, I can see why there's so many references to it. The only references I really see are to uh, Kaneda's bike, which is fucking that awesome. That is iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's so many great shots, like just like laid out, like the cinematography of the shots is amazing. There's all those shots of like him riding the bike or like yeah. the one where he kind of turns and stops while he's holding the laser gun near yeah. the end. Like that's really awesome. Uh, or when they're just going through the chase and they have the little Tron lights following the, mm -hmm. the bikes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, with this huge city sprawling over them. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was all made 30 years ago. And yeah. like, it, it's, it's still showing up in, on the internet all the time, yeah. referenced constantly. And like the actual footage, not just someone mm -hmm. else recreating it. Um, there, yeah. There must yeah. be a giant list of things. The reference. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. The one I thought of, there's an episode of Cowboy Bebop where there's a kid that's like an old, also an old man. Um, and like yes. has that shriveled face. And that looks just like the psychic kids in this. Like yeah. just like them. So that I think that's pretty much a direct reference. And Cowboy Bebop is full of very direct references. There's mm -hmm. a South Park where Cartman like turns into the blob okay. at the end <laughs> sure. of an episode. <clears throat> there you go. Um, it also, uh, the most recent Godzilla movie for that they released in the U.S. Godzilla? No, no, no. The, like, the blockbuster one here. Oh, the, the uh, Brian Cranston? Yeah, the Cranston one. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess, Rodan okay. monster, <laughs> which is, like, the, the one that fights Godzilla, yeah. is kept uh, the same way that, like, Akira is kept. They, okay. like, freeze it, and they have, like, all this, like, electricity uh, yeah. running down to it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so clearly. Clearly a, a, a to Akira, which I didn't realize when I saw Godzilla, but thinking back to it, it's, like, that's a direct reference. That's what's going on. It's a pretty sweet visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, that's just it. Like this movie has, it's it's a foundational piece of anime, as far as I can tell. Yeah. You can tell the way the city is designed also influenced, or basically designed Ghost in the Shell for them because sure. they designed the city basically the same way. They had all the colorful holograms and the sprawling tall buildings and mm -hmm. all that. Uh, even in the recent live-action film, they did the same thing with all the like 3D holograms <coughs> sticking out of buildings. Yeah, and it, it re really any kind of dystopian sci-fi is going to have yeah, the judge, a lot on that. Most yeah. recent Judge Dredd yep. yeah. felt familiar to this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Looper. Yeah. Yeah. Looper, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just maybe a little less shiny. It was very shiny and like, high-tech looking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, since you bring that up, I, for me, my favorite part of this movie was the beginning. Like, yeah. when they're... But that bike chase to open the movie, yep. mm -hmm. like probably my favorite too. Tearing through the city, yeah. like it's gorgeous to look at, and the soundtrack. Like I was so impressed with the soundtrack mm. here. Like I was expecting just like normal anime gibberish music, and <laughs> <laughs> it's what like random J rock. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, we're gonna play our guitars really, really yeah. fast, um, and it's all gonna be really major key, um, and like it wasn't that here. Like it was a lot more subtle. It was a lot more interesting. It kind of it set the tone more for what right. happens well, later on. Well, they have a lot of the like kind of chanting music. Like, yeah, this one that felt kind of strange. Yeah, it, the music adds like a re re adds to the religious layer mm -hmm. of the film. Yes, where there's like something mystical happening. Yes, because right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of like chimes and like kind of percussive. Well, and an actual religious cult. Yeah, um, at one point, um, yep. and Akira is situated as a Christ figure. And Tetsuo is situated as a god figure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of religious themes and uh, even specifically Christian themes um, mm -hmm. in, in this movie, which is surprising for Japan because it's not necessarily... Didn't they do that in Evangelion? 
I didn't watch Evangelion. So as far know. as I'm aware, it's some sort of Christian allegory. Yeah. I, I didn't really understand the story, but that's what people have told me. That would, that would I mean, it's kind of, you know, saying a movie a, a, a Christian allegory or a Christ allegory is like, not that useful because like fucking everything's a Christ allegory. Right? Well, like, I, Evangelion, I, is, I think, actually is because they call the <laughs> monsters like angels. Oh, so there's, right. uh-huh. there's a reference to like sort of like the Judgment Day esque like, no, apocalypse well, okay. that's like happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's not terribly mm-hmm. subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that I mean that's not even a reference. That's just like religious content <laughs> at that yeah. point. I don't know if that's Basically. the translation though, or if Maybe. it's like in the original text, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot of things you can talk about this regarding this movie on a thematic level. Uh, I think we want to keep in mind that it was made in the '80s, uh, where Japan was having this economic renaissance. People were taking off, and some people were getting left behind. And I think you see that that anxiety at play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on World War II, right? That this was uh, in response to nuclear war or the threat of nuclear war. Uh, but I also think this is a movie about, it, on the most obvious level, I think it's a puberty allegory, mm-hmm. right? Like, isn't it, this is about aging, right? And, like, the fear that comes with becoming an adult. Um, and I think that that is <clears throat> really the thread that you can draw almost through the whole film, um, is that what, what Tetsuo and Canada are experiencing is dealing with the responsibility and changes that come with leaving childhood, entering adolescence, leaving adolescence, entering adulthood. Yeah, the film almost hits that too hard in the head at the end because there's like flashbacks to their childhood like Mm -hmm. when they first meet and it's like, oh, this is like a more innocent time. Mm -hmm. There's an animated like Vaseline. Right. They needed to do that earlier in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the better way to start. That was another problem I had with this movie is I didn't really (laughs) feel sold on any of the character interactions. Okay. Like, I could tell they were trying to hit you over the head with the whole Tetsuo Kaneda um, relationship, right? But it didn't really feel like it stuck for me. Even if they showed those clips so many times, it never felt like it stuck. And then, like, their relationships with the rest of the gang, like, are kind of shallow. And it ends up screwing up the pacing, which is, I think, what you're referring to. It's like, if you had just gotten that out of the way at the beginning of the film, you wouldn't have to stop the climax of the film and go back to that moment right. to explain like yeah. oh, they like why each other. these characters are like <laughs> yeah. involved with each other. Yeah. Right. And it would contextualize right. all of their disputes prior yeah. to that, right? Because he totally. has like Tetsuo's big well, There's already some implication yeah. about what their in, their relationship is, what their dynamic right. is. Right. Because he tells us. Right. Yeah. Like but we don't have like where that comes from. And like apparently sure. that's pretty important. Until the very last until literally the, the last like, like fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just really kind of a poor character construction and poor yeah. narrative construction, uh, which, is, which is a shame. Um, yeah, the other part of this, it felt <laughs> like the characters were, like, kind of too advanced for what it seemed were, like, 13-year-olds, I guess, like, or, yeah. or older, yeah. I guess. Probably. Like, they, like, have, like, real violent, like, motorcycle gang fights, <laughs> and, like, uh, but then they're also, like, kind of meeting up with girls at the mall so it's like it feels like very like <laughs> yeah uneven in their like age i was actually a little yeah. taken aback uh after they had the motorcycle fight and then they're like being interviewed by the police officer yeah uh they look so different in that scene that i literally thought they got younger kids to disguise as them so that they wouldn't be in trouble <laughs> that's what yeah. i thought was happening in that scene because they look so different in that scene uh, I, I had not noticed that but i'll, I'll believe you yeah because like you know, in the first scene, Kaneda looked like such a badass, like right. riding his bike and all that, right? And then in that second scene, 
he's still in his like awesome red bomber jacket and all that, but I don't know, his like hair looked different and he just looked smaller and younger. Yeah. I they were in the presence of adults so that they had bigger like bodies to make them look smaller, but he just looked so significantly younger that I literally thought it was someone else pretending to be him. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that's by design, right? Like, they, that you have these characters that are children acting like adults, yeah. and then you pull them out of that context where they get to behave, yeah. like, what they think adults are like, and they look childish, because yeah. they, they are, yeah. it, it they was are childish, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that that's one of the major uh, ideas here. Um, you see it again in like in um, Tetsuo's like opening, not opening, but his his first like fever dream sequence, where all of the, the childhood toys yeah. come to life and like start attacking him or something. Like it's clearly just a fear of growing older, a fear of losing the childhood. Um, and then when they break down the wall and all that milk pours into the room, yeah. which is of course mother's milk. Right, yeah. uh, return to the womb, return to infancy, um, and I think that you that that's that's a, a major idea in the movie, and then you see it play out again at the very end when you see when his giant amoeba monster starts looking like a baby, right? Like that's yeah. <clears throat> that's the most solid form you see in that thing. Um, so it, there's also the I think they're called the espers, which yeah. are the children. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> they're they're obviously age, but they're like they're stuck in this. Right, well, so young child form. Yeah, because yeah. the movie conceives of adulthood as corruption. I think that that that's what's like as you get nearer mm -hmm. to adulthood, you become worse, you become less pure. Yeah, um, the world taints you or something, and so you have these espers that are <clears throat> a combination of of childhood and adulthood, where they can take on the you know responsibility and the wisdom of age, but maintain the purity of youth. Well, there's also mm -hmm. like. The adults in the film, there's only like two types of adults in the film, yeah. right? There's the government or like government representatives, mm -hmm. which is, they live in like a police state or yeah. a military police state. And then there's these sort of like displaced adults who are rioting because they don't like fit into this society. Uh, and that's it. Like those are yeah, the only those, like yeah. adults that you see. Yeah. There are no yeah. kind adults in this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's very like rolled. Roald Dahlian. Right, right. Well, or, or, I mean, to an even more extreme degree, because these are violent to the point of murder, or just so disconnected from the world that they are unable to conceive of a self almost a lot of the time. Um, yeah, and, I, and the, the movie kind of uh, almost hangs a lantern on it, where uh, at the end, when they're going back into that bar, where they're picking up the drugs at the beginning, the sign says adults only <laughs> when yeah. they're going inside. I, <clears throat> over and over again, I, th I think you see it play out, um, and then it's it's contrasted again when uh, Tetsuo is first taken into the secret government lab. It's intercut with scenes of the rest of the gang just at school and being confined at school, and you have mm -hmm. these contrasts between an overbearing school system that doesn't actually care about these these kids and is prison like. The, yeah, that is prison like. Yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to express themselves. Not allowed to do anything, and contrasted or compared to this kid literally being abducted by the government and experimented on. Mm -hmm. Like the the, compare, the the point is clear that, yeah. that they're the same thing. Uh, so, yeah. It, it, there, there are things to unpack here. <coughs> and uh, 
as I thought about the movie more, I, I noticed more of them, uh, and that kind of got me past some of the pacing problems that I <laughs> had issues with. How I kind of framed this movie was that the first half felt like a Clockwork Orange, and the second half felt like 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> That's true. Because the first half is, you know, these, like, delinquent youths mm -hmm. who are kind of lost by the system, and they're, like, trying out these experimental uh, discipline methods or whatever, right. Right? right? And then the second half is about, like, this guy who's ascending beyond humanity um, just with a smattering of Japanese weirdness yeah. added I, to it. Yeah, I like that, and that's kind of the other half, you're exactly right, the other half of the movie, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> where they're talking about how... Uh, Akira was it actually Akira was the one that caused the explosion at the beginning, and that mm. explosion likely resulted from government experiments on yeah. him. Um, so yeah, I think that that is a pretty good <laughs> one too. Uh, what do you think of the any of the themes brought up here? I don't know that they yeah they're, to you? they're all like heavy yeah <laughs> yes that's true which is weird because the film like tries to undercut itself with like humor at times like sure. they have like very like anime slapstick humor. Well, a lot of like, it was just Kaneda trying to hit on uh, the other chick. Yeah, which actually kind of worked. <laughs> I got a yeah. kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. the cult is also kind of played for laughs. Right. Like, that's not, they're not, like, serious characters, because yeah. they're, there's sort of this fake kind of, like, Dalai Lama-esque yeah. like, anti-technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of absurd. Yeah. 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 And you know yeah. they're wrong, right? Like, because you've seen this kid just, like, be a dumbass kid the whole movie and it's like now these people are worshiping and of, of course they look absurd right yeah, yeah yeah and the way that they talk is comical yeah yeah so yeah. they're 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 kind of like interspersed throughout like key moments of the film yeah so yeah later on like you see them like painting the i assume akira and red on the on the boardwalk or whatever it is yeah. and uh yeah i think that that's like the first time we see them do we get them yeah, before I think that so I don't know. Yeah, they're in like the mall scenes, but I think that's like connected to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you see him like a few times throughout the film. Yeah, and then they gradually gain a larger role. Yeah. Um, so yes, I I agree that that's uh, interesting choice. Like I don't know if they're I don't I'm not clear on what that is supposed to be communicating to us, right? Because on the one hand, there are these religious ideas in the movie and like these spiritual mythic ideas in the movie, and then this group and this these figures. That are kind of mocking that, mm -hmm. and yeah, they're kind of like mocking like a false prophet, right? In a sense, yeah. But they, 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 add well, they, the mistake, they add to the mythos of the Akira figure. Yeah, yeah. they mistake uh, Tetsuo for Akira, uh, right? Right. So right. they're they're like they're worshiping like the <clears throat> wrong figure, essentially. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's true. But they turn out to be kind of half right because I mean the the last lines in this movie are pretty famous where he. You have like the shot of basically nothingness and like the white light, and he says, "I am Tetsuo," uh, and the movie ends. Uh, I mean, almost a biblical reference in the sense that you know, the the beginning of the gospel, you know, "I am the Word," yeah, you know, "I am God," right? And so, in a way, these religious cultists have a point, right? Like the being that they're worshiping and following around and treating like a deity is, in fact, a, a deity, almost divine, and. So yeah, I, I I'm not really sure what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how to unpack that. Um, but the, it, the it, other religious reference at the end, like the city kind of floods. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Where, in like at least the area that they're in, so there's, uh, yeah. there's like epic flood to like 
sort of clean the slate of yeah Tokyo once again. Well, yeah, once more. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I guess it needs a few. There was no promise that time. God made a promise not to, uh, but not not this God. Uh, so yeah, and I, I guess you could almost kind of fit it into a, a trinity with um, Tetsuo has got Akira as Christ figure returning from the dead, and the Espers as a spirit, right? like as a Holy Ghost um, that. But they also transcends and mediates both like, of them. They leave at the end, right? So they're sort of like leaving the world like without religion. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the the point they raise is that like this psychic spark is in everyone when they're a youth. Yes. Right? And that, like, the, the big expository moment in this movie. Like, that, the, and that as you age, it's not, it, like, you stop noticing it, and some people have it stronger than others. Um, and if you can harness it, you can create another universe. Yeah. And become the god of that universe. Um, and that is <clears throat> evidently what happens yeah. to Tetsuo at the end of the movie. Similar to um, Matilda. In, or another Roald Dahl story. <laughs> is that what happens in Matilda? Well, Matilda gains like all these, <laughs> like she becomes like very powerful. Right. And then the book sort of explains at the end that like she like eventually kind of like grows out of her powers. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I don't remember she, that as she well. She needed them to like get through like a hard moment okay. in her I, life. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, the cure takes a slightly different tack though, right? Because <laughs> Tetsu does not grow out of them. He grows into them learns to control them and uses them to create this, his own universe uh, over which he rules all. Uh, kind of egotistical, but... Um, Do we know that he rules this universe or if he just like generated a big bang? I guess it's not, there's a lot of ambiguity here, right? Like I don't, I don't think we know. I think that the uh, I am Tetsuo line at the end gives us a hint. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. like that, cause, because it does so closely mirror what's actually in the Bible and like what you would expect a deity to, to declare. Um, so yeah, I guess we don't know, but yeah. we can we can pick up on some of the clues that the movie leaves behind. Uh, what do we think about the uh, the the Canada character? Uh, he's uh, the the best buddy that is inexplicably loyal to yeah. to Tetsuo throughout. Uh, how did he land? Um, he seems cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to go hang out with him? He yeah, well, like, he's, like, he has yeah. the coolest bike, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay he's, then. He's yeah. inexplicably good at using a laser gun. Yeah. Like, yeah. better than the army. Yeah. By a lot. He, he yeah. just, like, one-arming it yeah. while riding his bike. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's also, the movie plays him for laughs, too, because he's, like, always trying to pick up this girl. It's yeah. funny how out of water he is. Yeah. Uh, when he's not riding his bike. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that. Yeah. He needs to, he needs the bike to be comfortable. Like, that's where he's at home. He's yeah. like kind of street smart. Like, he figures out how to get them out of government lo lockdown. Like, when they're, they're arrested? Yeah, when they're arrested. Like, yeah. And he, yeah, well, and he, that's when he like tries to make his move where he says that the girl's with them too. Yeah. And like, Oh yeah, on. yeah, and then she just immediately like ignores them. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. He he does the whole "oh you owe me" <clears throat> sort of thing. Like I saved you. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. I deserve yeah. a reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there is there is that um, that angle too. But I know I, I think he is an important part of the movie, not just like because he's a main character, but like we need this grounding figure for this movie to be coherent. Like, yeah, he's, like he's the audience surrogate. Yeah, right. totally, because he's also trying to figure out what's happening. <clears throat> right. 
Um, on every level, right? Like, he's trying to figure out what's happening to his friend. He's trying to figure out how this whole, like, political, military conflict is working. Yeah. He's trying to figure out, like, how the street-level world works, really. Even late in the movie, he doesn't seem to get it. He's not smart. No, he's not smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't <clears throat> understand that his friend has powers after, like, witnessing his friend, like, exhibit his powers. Massive powers. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it takes him, like, multiple times to, like... Get it to put it all together yeah, yeah. And, and then it gets like sucked up into the amoeba thing yeah yeah um yeah th- that was i think the now that i think of it um because like when he becomes the amoeba before like before he becomes the you know giant growth amoeba thing uh he was pretty aggressive right like he is destroying things like he's killing people he's you know wrecking the city mm-hmm. and as soon as that happens he starts pleading for help, right? Like when you see his powers really exhibit in a very physical, overt way. And we know that the Colonel character has some sort of medicine for him, right? Has yeah. something that can help him. Despite that, he sucks into his person, Canada and the girl, Key? Corey. Corey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the girlfriend, kind of, for their buddy. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like almost specifically seems to avoid taking the, you know, the Colonel character that can actually help him into himself. Uh, And that's when we get the flashback to like how Mm -hmm. uh, Tetsuo and Canada meet. And I thought that that was interesting, right? That, and I think that that returns to this idea of the adulthood as a corrupting force, Mm -hmm. uh, but also childhood as an ignorant force, right? That he's just fleeing to what is familiar to him, which are his friends and the people that he knows, and avoiding the thing that can actually help him, which is the guy yeah. with the medicine. Uh, Although I think he did try to assimilate the Colonel Dude, and the Colonel Dude like shot at the arm and uh, somehow got away. It, yeah, like, he could have got him if he wanted to, right? Like, yeah. that, that's the sense that I got, is okay. that it was almost like going around him, like yeah, this okay. mass of flesh. Um, and clearly bullets aren't bothering him all that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that that was an interesting, yeah, an interesting choice that he would, mm-hmm. he would do that, and you know, then take in a cure as like the ultimate form of this of, of childhood. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the uh, the more I think about the movie, the more I see little moments like that, right? Like where there's just small choices that call back to the the core themes that we have identified so far. I'm sure there are others, but yeah. All the tech in the world seems really cool. Yeah. Like, and it's, like, well thought out. Yeah. Like, there's all yeah. these, like, sort of future stuff that's, like, <laughs> like designed in, like, what feels like a realistic way. Yeah, it, it, uh, it kind of has that 80s influence that you'd see in something like Alien, right, where it's, like, advanced tech that you conceive of if your idea of tech is what was available in 1988. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a little dirtier, a little clunkier. Right. A lot of, lot of boxy things a yeah. lot of like the, I fucking love that aesthetic it's why yeah. I love the 80s so much <laughs> yeah so I think there's a lot of yeah that I mean here. Star Wars like uses that yeah too. yeah well it did for a while it did for a while yeah god damn it <laughs> 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 um but yeah I think you you see it here too and I think it, it calls back to this idea of like this uh, a, a stratified world right where you have some people that have you know this keeper tech available to it and then you have like these government figures and these scientists with much more advanced tech available to them and yeah. it kind of is drawing that out. Yeah. Um, and 
Interesting. The, like the helicopters and the bikes. I noted the helicopters yeah. look just like normal, like present day helicopters for the most part. We've reached peak helicopter evolution. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Can't get better. They're, they're this is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as good as it gets when it comes to helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the like kind of lay person in the world like doesn't have access to like any technology really. Yeah, there's a there's a class theme here. Yeah, um, and I think it, it again is influenced by what was actually happening in Japan in the mm-hmm. 80s and yeah. the world in the 80s. That made it feel like really <laughs> prescient, like yeah, that the class divisions, the fact that it's about nuclear war and we're sort of like on the brink of like stupidly yep. nuking another Asian country. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, I think you just see these problems occurring throughout history, right? Like class division and wealth stratification, like that was not novel to the eighties. Yeah, but no. I think like ten, maybe like even twenty years ago. So like early two thousands, like right. nuclear war felt like really distant. Like it was this like oh right, like after the wall comes down. Yeah, wall yeah. comes down. Like nuclear concerns are kind of gone, and now right. that we're kind of like back into that with yeah. the North Korea situation, which is ironically like influenced by Japan and what happened in World War Two. Yes, it is. Uh, like the movie makes this movie feel like really prescient to this moment. Where it's <clears> right. like mm-hmm. sort of it. You know, just at any moment, this like civilization can be annihilated by nuclear war. It's like um, your children, yeah. But the yeah. the film actually feels really hopeful in that way, though, right? Because like we see at the beginning of the film, like Tokyo gets nuked there, and then they kind of just like build the city back around the crater. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're like quick to rebuild. Yeah. Bigger and, and more spectacular than before, too. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. The, there's the sort of flood at the end that like again kind of like resets and gets rid of. Yeah. Right. Well, and we see a lot of our. Our, well, all of our lead characters survive. Yeah. Right? Like, there, there aren't any major deaths in this movie, if anyone would like. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, in a sense, it, it is optimistic. I guess it's important to the characters of Tetsuo and Kanada, too, because, like, sure. they are orphans, and it's implied that they're orphans, been orphaned by nuclear war, which mm-hmm. was probably, like, a very real experience to people in the 80s in right. Japan, where, like, your parents <clears throat> were might have been orphaned by the you know world war two mm-hmm. yeah uh so yeah that's heavy. you know i i, I wonder how this it's like heavy but like hopeful yeah, right yeah, like yeah. there's that that tag at the end that, yeah that gets there and I, I i wonder how this movie would have played or did play when it was released right because it, it came out in 88 it came out in japan in 88 it probably didn't get here until well after that 1989 is when the soviet union collapses mm-hmm. right so the cold war ends like I, I wonder how American audiences watching this movie, probably in '88 or '89, responded to it. Like what, like n- knowing that like this, the the psychological trauma that is living under the constant threat of nuclear war it was kind of dissipating. Mm-hmm. Like what were they getting out of it? I'm sure for Japanese audiences, that's still a significant source of anxiety, considering they were nuked. Yeah, but. Uh, for America doesn't have that same history, like, and no other country has that same history. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to talk to someone that saw this on its first theatrical run. Well, I know that like in the like late '90s and early 2000s, would be like military recruiters who are like, "Yeah, we're never, never going to war again." Yeah, and right. Like the you know recruiting. Right, and a year later, it's, that way. Yeah, 
war but, never ends. So, like, have even the concept of just, like, not being worried about war, yeah. is, like, fe- like, feels very distant now, but... You know, like, the, this movie ends where, like, sort of the sunlight comes out and yep. we have this, like, flood. Where we see sun for, like, the first time in yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, kind of, like, the war is, like, over. Yeah. And so there's this, like, then there's this, like, 10-year, you know, 12-year gap where we don't have, like, any major world conflicts. Yeah. So maybe it did feel like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of this, like, release of, like, the military. So, so maybe, yeah, so maybe it played really timely, right? So maybe it played as Possibly. something that was just, like, oh, this is of the moment. And it lines up well, historically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> conveniently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm I'm curious about that. I'm, I would also be curious to talk to people who are like really into anime, right? Because I I feel like I'm coming at this movie as an outsider, yeah. Um, as someone who like I watched a good amount of anime in like middle school and high school, um, and I got away from it by the time I got to college and haven't really returned. Yeah, I was never um, into it. I've only been like sampling like the hits. Right, and that's much better because there's a lot of shitty anime out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's uh, there's a lot of shitty anything yeah. out there. But yeah. anime, it's like harder to parse what's good and what's not because anime fans love everything. And the animation <laughs> style is so similar across. Yeah, anime. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, like it has a look. It it certainly yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know for sure, and you might be able to speak with this to this with more authority. Uh, but my understanding is that like the the big eye small body style that anime is famous for comes from western animation that they were modeling mickey mouse that they saw they saw steamboat willie i never heard about that, that yeah that, this is just a thing i've heard i don't have a source to cite but they were they saw early uh, animation coming out of disney <laughs> and steamboat willie is big head big eyes small body and that's what they were mimicking when they first started writing these characters and drawing these characters i mean that sounds believable yeah, so it's it's interesting that we think of anime stylistically as this very uni- this uniquely Japanese form, mm-hmm. right? And like this uniquely uh, Japanese way of character con- mode of character construction, and it, it may actually be very influenced by what's started here. So, like the the big. The other big anime movie, is, anime movie is Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Right? That, like, most people know. I mean, there's, like, there's also, like, Howl's Movie Castle and, like, all the <coughs> Miyazaki films. Those were later on, though. But of, yeah. like, the, like, sort of cyberpunk mm-hmm. uh, animes, the, these are the two. Yeah. I rewatched Ghost in the Shell because I was considering going to see the movie and then didn't because of the ratings. <laughs> okay. Um, for the live-action version of the movie. <coughs> Ghost in the Shell, the anime, does not hold up. Really well. I remember being so disappointed when I watched yeah. it, and now I don't remember very much of it. It feels like a third of a movie. Where? Like it just it just suddenly ends in like a weird place, and it's like, I guess they're setting up for a sequel, which did uh, come along. It, yeah, which did eventually come along, but it yeah. just like it never like sort of completes its story arc. It just like. Huh gets to a moment in time and they're just like oh we're just done at this point and it ends that oh and, that's that's interesting because yeah. that movie and that property has taken hold a lot more than akira has yeah, yeah. like because it, it, there's what there's a there's a there's a tv show there's, there's multiple a, movies there's a remake of the original there's yeah there's a remake of the original, yeah. original there's the american adaptation that just came out which there's, is bad there's, which is bad <laughs> there's several video games as far as i know <clears throat> and it just rewatching it was just like it doesn't feel like a complete 
movie. Huh. Yeah. It just like ends in an odd spot. And you say Ghost in the Shell like is a, more complex than standalone. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a deep cut. <laughs> um, With this movie, like it has like a very clear like beginning and epic end. Right? Yeah, like it completes its story. It's long and <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine what the sequel to Akira would look like. Yeah, right. Like what is what is that movie? Where do yeah. you go from there? Right, right, exactly. Um, although there has been talk in the last couple of years of of live action. American remake. Uh, I read a little about that for decades. Though. I read a bit about that, and I was yeah. really annoyed by it because they wanted to cast <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Tetsuo and Chris Evans as Kaneda, but <laughs> it got binned. So I'm a little relieved. That was, can't be uh, that was, like concept art of it. And there was okay. some controversy, but it didn't really get that far beyond the planning stages. And then they they're supposed it. to be kids. That's no, like, I remember like a decade ago, there was talk of like Keanu Reeves like helming. Oh yeah, uh, a version of this. Okay, so. Well, the most recent rumors are that have since been cast aside were that Jordan Peele was going to use his blank check after Get Out to do a Kira. To do a Kira. Which is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which could have been super weird. Like, I, <clears throat> I, I would trust that movie in his hands. Like, I think that he could. Yeah, I really think he could do better, though. Like, I, I do, too. Like, it was a weird choice, and apparently it's not actually going to happen. Like, Get Out such a great, like, original. Yep. Film. Yep. And I want to see him like making original films and not. Well, I mean, I, I do too. But yeah. If he, <coughs> excuse me. If he made the acute live action Akira movie, I'd go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I I wonder what this movie would look like. Both. They should live... give him the Han Solo movie, <coughs> right? Because they're in need of a director at the moment. <coughs> I thought they found somebody. The Didn't Han Solo they, movie they, they got fired... Ron Howard. Oh right, yeah. They yeah. Episode the nine, they fired episode nine. Yeah, they, they fired him for episode nine. Yeah, why not? Just, well, I, what they actually and they need to just get rid of all the characters and <coughs> like just have a black episode nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no explanation. No explanation. Just a total. It's F just Finn and all the people new characters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> all the people that get upset about that yeah. would just like their brains would explode. You can just call it episode nine, Finn and Finn and pals or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get, no, it's just Finn and a completely new set of characters. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best. Uh, I would watch that too. <laughs> I would, that would be the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, what they actually want to do is bring in Ryan Johnson for that one too. Uh, It'd be nice to have some coherence, especially if he does a good job with Episode Eight. Yeah, it seems pretty likely that he will because he's you know talented and smart, unlike the other guy. Um, so yeah, I'm on board for that too, Gareth. Yeah. No, not him. Trevor Yeah. No, Trevor yeah. 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 Jurassic World guy. Yeah. And Book of Henry. Book of Henry guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind Jurassic World. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. You're the, that's yeah. the most positive thing I've ever heard about that movie. Really? Yeah. It's a yeah. fun It just felt kind of... Uh, <clears throat> I Have you seen Jurassic Park 3? Because that movie... Is that the one where they take the dinosaur to no, that's San Diego? A big no, that's two. That's the Lost World. Okay, that one was bad too. I think I did see three. No, I, okay. We have we have differing opinions on Jurassic Park series. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with okay. One, one is like one of my favorite movies. Two is totally fine. Uh-huh. Three is one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Wait, which one's okay? Which one's the third one? Third one. Uh, they bring back Sam Neill. Okay, and then there's like a kid like lost on. One of the islands, right? And they like go and like rescue the kid. Okay. Wait, a lot of really bad World? CGI dinosaurs. I thought that was Jurassic World. That's yeah. So Jurassic World has a similar story arc okay. to three, but it's more <clears throat> thought out. Yeah, there's there's a joke on Twitter where someone was pointing out that 
Sam Neill specializes in movies where he plays a character who doesn't like kids and then gets trapped in the woods with a kid <laughs> until he learns to like them. <laughs> and he can leave. <laughs> and uh, that made me laugh. Or he's driven insane. Or he's driven insane. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which happens in two, two of his films. <laughs> See? Yeah. He's, he's found his niche. In the Mouth of the Madness and um, what's the other one where he goes crazy? Uh, uh, the space one. About the hundred for the Sunshine? No, not Sunshine. Um, I'm not going to I'll look it up. Okay. We'll worry about that. I'm going to like Event Horizon? Like Event Horizon. There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. I, guess. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I just named random space movies where people might go crazy. <laughs> Have you seen Event Horizon? No. Sorry. That would be a sweet movie. Yeah. It's a good Halloween movie, which we're coming up on. So, Yeah, um, who gets to pick for Halloween? I... I we should do like a horror series. I think oh, the no. next two episodes need to be the way that. Okay, because I think like two weeks ahead. Yeah, I've been thinking about what it should be, and I we have can a do a, all horror October. Okay, so we're. Oh no! I think Spare we're. Me. <laughs> we record two weeks ahead of time, so. Yeah, in like two episodes is like October. Okay, so we can do four. For horror, for horror why? <laughs> I get too little sleep as is. Well, we're we're like overdue on The Shining. For That's sure. the one I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah. We're also overdue on Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a great one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we can fit a few in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, anyway, it, it feels like we're <clears throat> winding down. Any any final thoughts on Akira and whether or not you'd recommend it to um, new or old anime fans? One thing we didn't talk about was I felt really bothered by the Kaori character and her usage in the movie. She didn't have much to do. Right, but yeah. Yeah. that was kind of shitty, right? Like, she yeah. was, like, loyally attached to Tetsuo and, like, almost gets raped and, like, beat up in that one scene and just gets kind of thrown aside. Yeah. Like, right? it, and then she comes back to try to save Tetsuo again and she just gets fucking crushed. Yeah, well, it, it becomes kind of just a prop representing, like, yeah. his innocence. There's yeah. two women in the film. There's one that's, like, Tetsuo's girlfriend and then yeah, I'm talking about the Tetsuo's one Canada girlfriend. is, like, trying to pick it's, up. I'm not stalking. sure which one is Kaori. <laughs> Kaori is Tetsuo's girlfriend. The one that Canada's Key. after... I think, isn't it Key? K-E-I? Key? Well, whatever. That one. The one that Kanada's after, she's like, has like much more agency within the film. Yes. And spurns Canada in a way that's like, feels Over very, He like, does not get the girl at the end. No, he does not. It <laughs> yeah. feels like very contemporary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right to point out that this is a pretty masculine movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a bunch of dudes. It's a buddy. Yeah, that like bothered yeah. the shit out of me because yeah. she's like there, like just having been beat up and almost raped. And Tetsuo just like get away from me and drives away. Yeah, well, Tetsuo's a piece of shit, right? Like yeah. that dude's an asshole. <laughs> he does yeah. not deserve to become a god. Uh, he he sucks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't think he is framed as like someone to like. It, like it, the movie's not that sympathetic to him, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I I feel it's like also he's also like the very end that he starts to feel. Anything. Anything. Other than, like, rage and frustration. Yeah, and he's also, like, a comically small god, and they make fun yeah. of him where he, like, kind of just, like, throws, like, a red banner around his neck. And yeah. And that's, like, his, like, badass moment. <clears throat> it looks like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't um, feel like they were making fun of him in that moment, though. Like, people, like, treat that as iconic now. I see references to it. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, he's still just, like, a very diminutive he god. Is. 
yeah. in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. he supermans in a space and destroys a space laser. That's true. That did happen. I thought of him more of like <laughs> oh, yeah, Go- I forgot about that. Goku yeah. into space. Yeah, but, well, he's wearing the red cape, so <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd choose Superman instead. That's true. But I do hate when movies <laughs> resort to DBZ fighting, as I call it now, and uh, they did it. Yep. Well, I mean, this was contemporary with DBZ, right? Like, didn't Dragon Ball come out in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't <laughs> like that style of doing epic fighting. Yeah, not a DBZ fan? I like DBZ, it's just I don't like it in other properties. Okay, that's fair. I don't like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is really stupid. Yeah. It's it's one of the dumber shows I've In, like, the moments that I've watched it, I've always been like, what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I couldn't be doing literally anything else. <laughs> it's, it's, I watched a ton of DBZ when I was in middle school. Um, and there's so much lore to it that it's like it's it pretty complicated. If yeah. you don't, if you're not like in it, you it just feels like complete nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. even when you are, it's often <laughs> pretty incoherent. Yeah. Well, it's just this guy has to fight this other guy who's stronger than him over and over again, over and over again. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost prefer like the conceit of like Pokemon, where they're like, we just need a way to sell cards. So there's going to be a new episode about yeah. selling cards every. Time. Yeah, well, and Transformers is the same thing. But it's again. so, like, yeah. nakedly capitalist, so, like, <laughs> I, like, understand it better than, like, Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, all right, here's this new character that we punch. And <laughs> <laughs> we punch him for yeah. 100 episodes, right. so we don't have any new merchandise to yeah. generate from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, somebody cut together the, uh, the, there's the Frieza fight in, like, the third or fourth season, like, yeah. it's, like the entire season, and someone cut together just the fighting parts and not, like, when they're talking about nothing, yeah. and it's, like, four hours long. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, the, well, the worst. Okay, so the, the worst one of these is Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Where they're, like, Literally, the entire point of the Yu-Gi-Oh show is to sell, sell a card game, sell cards. Yeah. Like, there's no other point. There, to it. The, the show is about playing cards. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. just a commercial for Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. And that's that's Transformers too, right? Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how Transformers started. It was just we. I guess GI Joe's that too. Yeah. yeah, I guess a lot of cartoons fall into this model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kids shows. Uh huh. Yeah, in just, general, even the Ninja Turtles like kind of turned into that. Like their cartoon was just like yeah, although ways to like create characters to sell in plastic. Like. Yeah, although the earlier Ninja Turtles that were in Japan uh, were like super violent. Apparently, it was like nice. one of the more violent. Properties. They're not afraid yeah. of violence and graphic stuff. <laughs> in yeah, Japan. this movie was super violent. Yes, it was. Like. Yeah, you guys had me worried because you kept going, like, are you sure you want to see this? This is going to be really (laughs) disturbing. And I watched it, and, like, there was a lot of fucking gore, but I felt okay watching it. Yeah, I guess... scene where he steps on glass is, like, the worst. (laughs) Because it's really realistic. Like, he's, like, picking pieces of glass out of his foot. Yeah, that one was a little... Yeah. But you're right, I I remember this, like, the, the scene where he turns into the blob thing. Like, that stood out in my memory very clearly for obvious reasons. Right, I mean, seeing Kaori get squished was kind of disturbing because you imagine being stuck in a tight right. spot like that and it's <clears throat> or it's when creepy. he like imagines his like innards fall out oh yeah that's yeah. a great moment yeah. yeah that was cool um the one that the took me by surprise was when the scientists like run up to him and he's like outside of his door and they're like you need to get back into your room right now and he just like sweeps them away and they just yeah. turn into this like smear of gore on the wall <laughs> yeah that's yeah right they just came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, i did not expect to escalate yeah. that quickly yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think of that I, I remembered much more because I, I watched this movie a, a long time ago, yeah. and I remembered much more acutely like those particularly disturbing moments. And I'm like, I yeah, guess that's what the whole movie's like. In your memory, yeah. yeah, and it's it, that's not the whole movie. That was that was. I think that was one of the things accurate. that like appealed to me um, for uh, 
Samurai Champloo. Yeah, that's so sweet. they were like, yeah, we're gonna <clears throat> show real sword fighting. And like, yeah, swords like cutting people in half and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's like, they they don't pull back on it. Yeah, that show was cool. Yeah, I remember I remember liking it anyway. Um, so yeah, this anime I enjoy, but I don't like go at it like some people just absorb every bit available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, Crossman, you have the you have the next pick. What what is it? You said you had something in mind. Yeah, I, um, I would like to do Casino. Okay. Hmm. All right. If I had to guess what our first Scorsese movie would be, I would not have guessed Casino, but let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Join us next week for Casino. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach a larger audience by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It only takes a minute and makes a big difference. Thanks, and enjoy the episode.